When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It is Saturday. You know what that means. Ask RJS. If you did not know what that means, then head on over to Twitter. Follow me. I am at RunJumpStomp. And if you have ideas that you want me to talk about on the Saturday episode of the podcast, then use the hashtag AskRJS. I always do a search for it on Twitter before I make my show notes. And that's how you can get your ideas, thoughts, and questions and comments on the show. Let's get started. Have you played Atari today? Let's start with a tweet that comes in from Deadlock. They said, you see this run, jump, stomp, kind of like what you're saying Nintendo should do. And they are, of course, referring to the tweet from Pokemon where they said, here at the Pokemon Company International, we believe in friendship, inclusivity, and equity. These are the values that anchor the Pokemon brand. There is no place for oppression within our community. We stand in solidarity with our black employees, fans, and families who continue to be impacted by systemic racism and senseless violence. We will be making a $100,000 donation to the NAACP and a $100,000 donation to Black Lives Matter. Our commitment to you is ongoing and our support will be as well. We believe that Black Lives Matter. Nintendo did a similar thing, except they didn't support monetarily. Now, that's not to say that they won't support monetarily. Maybe they did and they just didn't talk about it, but... That's that's this is basically what Deadlock is referring to because when I talked about Nintendo's response to the George Floyd stuff, um, you know, I said it's great that you're saying this, you know, do something instead of just saying something, make a donation, and and uh, you know, now the Pokemon Company has done so, and I think that that is very very good. <laughs> So earlier this week, I tweeted out that I didn't quite understand why there is an empty plastic box that is going to be sold in brick-and-mortar stores that contains a digital code for Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath Collection. So you can go into a store, buy this plastic box. It says right on the plastic box, full game download, game card not included, Micro SD card required, see back. So it's it's clear, and I like that it's clearly marked, that you do have to download this. There is nothing in the box for you other than a code for you to put in. And I said, why are they making this? And of course, I didn't phrase my question well enough because people told me all of the reasons why WB Games is putting a plastic thing on the shelf. I understand why they want to have a plastic thing on the shelf. They believe that people will go into the store, see it on the shelf, and buy it. And they they look at that as basically advertising. It's the cost of doing business. They want to advertise their game on the shelf. And, you know, I did talk about myself 
And I would say a lot of people who would listen to my content as people who don't make those decisions in the store, we tend to make those decisions before we even go to the store. And of course, there is the devil's advocate that says, well, but maybe you want to buy a gift for somebody and you know that they have a Nintendo Switch. You can go into the store and then you, you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, Mortal Kombat. That was a thing. I think that's pretty popular. Let me pick that up for them. And that is a perfectly valid, valid reason why WB Games would want to have an empty plastic box on the shelf. My question, which was again, which again was poorly worded, was why would anybody buy this? off the shelf. Why would somebody who knows something about video games go to the store and buy it? That's my question. Because I personally don't see any good reason to do so. It brings a piece of plastic into my house, which doesn't need to be there, which takes up room and offers me absolutely nothing. So that was my question. Here are some of the answers that people sent to me on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at RunJumpStomp. TF Wagner says, because it worked for Blizzard and Overwatch. So I believe he's referring to why would WB Games do this, and he is 100% right. It did work with Blizzard and Overwatch, and I'm sure that when Blizzard brought an empty Overwatch box out, that (laughs) I'm sure that I complained about that too. Um, Matt, uh, a.k.a. Kodiak, says profit, and again, he's referring to WB uh, let's see. Dexter says, I bought one for Star Wars on Xbox because it looked cool. So some people will buy the empty box because it looks cool. And you know what? They're not wrong. I saw Nintendo actually selling an empty cardboard box. I think I probably complained about this at the time, but Nintendo was selling an empty cardboard box for people to and it wasn't even like a bo- like it was all folded up so you had to like assemble the box yourself but it it had like a Nintendo it was a Nintendo Switch box for your shelf i guess and i understand that there's people who collect things if you've ever watched any of my content you look on the shelf behind me it is littered with Nintendo stuff but it's not littered with boxes that's the thing i it's actual stuff not just an empty box i just find it weird but Hey, Dexter, if if you think that the Star Wars box on Xbox looked cool and you wanted to have that empty box on your shelf, who am I to judge? Uh, Anthony Garcia says, you put it on your shelf, I guess. And there you go. Um, Joe uh, Viederman says, because they never saw this show as kids and he showed a gif of Captain Planet. And I did kind of complain about this on my show uh, when I talked about this, that I thought it was environmentally irresponsible to make a plastic thing for no other reason than to have a digital code. And I I stand by that. I think it irritates me that companies will do that, but they wouldn't do that if people didn't buy it. So I'm still trying to solve the mystery as to why people would buy it. Uh, Scooter says, companies that show such contempt for their customers do not get my money. I don't look at it as contempt because they do warn you on the box that it is a full download, but I still think it's just kind of dumb. I don't understand it. Big Mantis says to save money for the card, but still get customers at the store. And here's my argument against this. 
I don't particularly understand why WB Games would want customers to go to the store to buy this thing because GameStop doesn't doesn't spend 59.99 on the empty box and then turn around and sell it for 59.99. They pay less than that for the game. So if I am to buy the game digitally, like if I'm to buy the game digitally, then I am actually a better source of revenue for WB Games than you are if you walk into the store and buy the thing off the shelf. And if I'm to buy the game digitally and I'm a better um I'm a better source of revenue for WB Games, then why wouldn't they try and push people in that direction? And I, I get what they're saying. They still get customers at the store, and sure, that might sell a few copies. It's obviously at more than a few copies. But that doesn't answer the question as to why anybody would buy it. Uh, David Durango says, There is no reason it exists only to have a presence in retail stores. What a waste of plastic. Uh, Asus X says, Nonsense. Industry has to evolve and be more respectful. It's not a reason either to increase the price like saying manufacturer expenses. Well, with that, I disagree, Asis. Uh, they need to make a profit or they won't make games. And so when it costs more to make a game, then the price of the games has to go up. And when you look at a Nintendo Switch um, you know, game cartridge, that costs more money to manufacture than a disc does, like a Blu-ray does. So they pass if they pass those expenses on to the end consumer, then they are still going to make a profit, and then they can take that profit and turn it around to make more games. Uh, Hughes Reviews says, so people can buy it in the store and give it as gifts. I used to work at a Best Buy, and we sold a bunch of empty boxes with codes for Fortnite currency to grandmas, looking to get kids what they wanted for their birthdays. Sometimes they had exclusive skins or something. And while that's well and good, okay, I I almost said I can't see a bunch of grandmas going into a store and buying Mortal Kombat, uh, one of the most gratuitous violence games out there for their kids, but... Or, or for their grandkids, but I know better. I know better than that. You know, there are lots of grandparents that go out there and they think all video games are for kids. And so, therefore, I'm just going to buy a video game for kid X and make sure that, that, I, that they have that without understanding what exactly it is that I'm buying them. I, I do think that the ESRB needs to do a better job communicating uh, what, when games are not, not okay for kids. Like I almost like if you look at cigarette packs, cigarette packs, when you go into a store, it's like they've passed laws that have made it so that the front of a cigarette pack, or maybe I just read about this. I don't know. I haven't looked at cigarette packs in a store in ages, but I think they pass laws to where like most of the packaging is warnings to say this is bad. And I don't want them to cover up most of the the packaging of Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath with saying this is bad, but I would like them to I don't know, take up 50% of the packaging and say this is a game that is meant for adults because of the gratuitous violence that is in the game. 
I think that that would be great instead of a little tiny M, black M, on a white background in the corner of the 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 um the packaging because i think most people will look at that and if they're buying a gift for somebody they're going to say i i don't know what that means i know it says mature 17 plus but they're not going to look at that they're just going to look at oh this is mortal kombat 11 this is the thing that junior was asking for of course there are, you know let's play devil's advocate there are of course adults that receive gifts you know i'm in my 40s and my mom still buys me a birthday present when my birthday comes around she still buys me a christmas present and she sends me a message and says what do you want for your birthday or christmas or whatever and i say well you know what there's this game that i've been uh looking forward to if you want to pick that up for me then that would be awesome thank you and so It's not only for kids, and I just kind of fell into the same trap that all of those grandmas and grandpas uh, do when they buy something for a little junior. Anyway, um, thank you, everybody, who replied. And you know what? I'm going to ask a question right now, since I kind of brought up the ESRB. Do you think that the warnings, and I use the word warnings in quotes, do you think that the warnings... Uh, or the ESRB labels on uh, physical games are enough right now? Or do you think that they need to be changed? Let me know. Uh, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. There's a tweet that you can find at RunJumpStomp, and it asks this question. You can vote and reply with your reasons. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Sega has announced the Game Gear Micro. I talked about it earlier this week on the show, and I said now that it's been unveiled, the Game Gear Micro, it got me thinking, what would you want from a Game Boy Micro? What form factor would you want? What games would you want? Uh, Let's talk about some of the replies that people have sent in. Uh, Nintendo Fit tweeted, Form factor of the Game Boy Pocket. Rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. Color screen for Game Boy Color games and original. Uh, Steven, or Steve H&H from the Horseshoes and Hand Grenades podcast, by the way, which is a hilarious podcast, and you have to check it out. Uh, Steven says, I just want it to include Tetris. If they can swing it, I'll take Pokemon as well. Also, tiny screen, no backlight, and a magnifying glass attachment. All right, I take back everything that I just said about Steven's show. Don't listen to it because he's clearly... Uh, he's lost a step and I, we can't trust him anymore. Uh, Joe Barrett or at love my SNES on, on, uh, Twitter says, I like this idea, but I'm not crazy about having the system micro. It's neat. It's a neat concept, but not for me. I'll gladly pay a hundred dollars for a real sized Game Boy or Game Gear with a handful of games. These micros seems more to be a novelty rather than fully functional That's just me, though. And Joe Barrett, I completely, completely agree with you. I can't imagine myself using the Game Gear Micro. It just looks too small. And 
I almost said cumbersome, but cumbersome kind of implies big. Uh, clumsy, I think, is the word that I'm looking for. I feel like trying to use that that system with the tiny little buttons would be clumsy and frustrating. I can't understand why anybody would want to buy this thing because, again, the micro feels like a novelty rather than something that I would really actually want. And $50 for a novelty doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Logan uh, Linkowski says clamshell and pocket sized is the most important to me. I want to be able to take it anywhere with me. 30 solid games over 100 bloated games and I'm happy. Carrying my DS with me is too much pocket room but the Switch is too big to always have. All right, so I think what they're saying is that they want something the size of a DS because I feel like I feel like they're saying that the DS is is enough pocket room but the Switch is too big to always have. And I have to say that I also really like the idea of a clamshell design. If you look back at the, I think it was the GBA SP, that had a really good clamshell design. And why is that important? Well, it's important because it protects the screen. You close that and you can put it in your pocket and the screen is protected because it can't like scrape up against stuff in your pocket. The I, I think that that was my favorite form factor of Game Boy was the GBA SP better than the the wider GBA, um, but it still had the same screen real estate. It still had the same buttons. Honestly, they could have fit some extra buttons on there to improve it even more. Uh, that reminds me, you know, that brings up another question: Would you want an ABXY on a Game Boy Micro, or would you just want A and B? Because ABXY would mean that then we would have the access to um, Game Boy Advanced games instead of just Game Boy games. Anyway, I'm curious what people think about that. Steven Brooks says, bigger than my thumb would be a start. Or just bring the games to Switch online. And Steven Brooks, man, you nailed it right there. Instead of making a plastic thing for people to buy and have in their house, just put put out a collection that... And it doesn't even have to be for Nintendo Switch Online, although that would be nice. Put out a Game Boy collection that you can buy for, I don't know, 15 bucks or something like that. In fact, if you really need to, Nintendo, split it up into multiple collections, 10 bucks a piece. And people, oh, here's the RPG collection. Here's the Game Boy uh, Action Collection. Here's the Game Boy... Um, adventure collection. Here's the Game Boy Sports collection. You know, do a bunch of collections and sell them on the eShop. That would be, honestly, the best way to do it. Uh, let's see. Ruby Fam says, a screen that a 45-year-old por- person could actually see. I agree. Carl Lazuski says, form of the GB uh, Game Boy SP, like I was just talking about, uh, with all the crap, I'm sorry, with all the crap but great ocean movie tie-in games oh okay so (laughs) i love this so he wants a bunch of like the really bad um ocean movie tie-in games so they had a bunch of movies that would come out back in the day and they would always bring a video game along with it and almost always the video game was terrible and almost always the video game was made by or, or published by ocean that's hilarious i love that uh, they also wanted to have HDMI out and an eShop to add new games. I think that that is asking for the moon. 
I would love it if it had HDMI out, uh, but having an eShop to add new games would go kind of against everything that Nintendo and all of the other micro console uh, things have done so far. They are, so far, they've been a thing where you just buy it and then you're done. You don't have to do anything with it. And that's one of the reasons it's so cheap. They don't have to throw Wi-Fi chips in there. They don't have to... it, it cuts down on the parts that are inside the thing, which means that there's more profit for uh, for the developers uh, or the, the creators of the object. All right, Blaziken says, $100 for 100 games. Make sure it's Game Boy and Game Boy Color and have all the bells and whistles a handheld should have, including TV out. $100 is just what I would pay up to. Cheaper wouldn't hurt. You know, it, it just occurred to me, talking about all of the bells and whistles that a handheld should have, including TV out, something that, I don't know why, but I would really, really like it if it had um, save states, just like the NES Classic has, just like the Super NES Classic has, save states are awesome, and I would love to see save states on a Game Boy Micro. Uh, let's see, we'll, we'll do one more, because uh, I got a bunch of replies to this one. Uh, Krobus the Great says a Game Boy app for Switch Online, preferably with games from all Game Boys in color and GBA, but that's a little ambitious. All right, so thank you everybody for the replies to that. I think that those are some really good ideas. Myself, I love the idea of an app, but uh, I don't know that I would um, not buy a GB Micro if it had the right form factor. I got it. You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Herman. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So earlier this week, Nintendo did a firmware update to the Nintendo Switch, and there wasn't anything spectacular in the update. It was just bug fixes. But it made me wonder what people want from a firmware update for the Nintendo Switch. So I put the question out there for people to respond to. Um, Let's start with Dwemer. They said allowing customer ratings and reviews on the eShop would be great. And I agree with this. Right now, the the eShop is really, really filled up with a whole bunch of, like, crap. And on top of that, you have publishers trying to game the system by making their game really, really cheap so that people will buy it at $0.10 or something only to then raise the price as soon as it gets on that list to raise the price uh, back to its regular price so that it will then be, oh, look at this. It's in the it's in the best sellers list. Maybe this game is really, really awesome. No, no, it only cost 10 cents and people used their gold coins to buy. Uh, so they didn't actually spend anything for it. And now it's on the best seller list. And that's just, that's not good. And what I would like to see is if you could, uh, you know, just give a five, uh, you know, a one star to five star rating. And, you know, I've talked about this a million times that I don't think we should put out numbered review scores, but for customers, I think it's, it's reasonable 
for them to say, I liked this or I didn't. Or, you know what, do like a thumbs up or a thumbs down instead of a five star to one star rating. Here's the thing. You got to make sure that people can't abuse it. So I think that you have to have a credit card on file in order to make this thumbs up or thumbs down rating. I think that it should be limited to only games that you have purchased, not somebody on your family group, okay? But you specifically have purchased. So if you share a Switch with, you know, four other people and one of those people on your Switch buys Game X, sure, you have access to it, but only one of you gets to rate it and it's the person who actually made the purchase. Now, you might ask, Bill, why would you want that limitation in place? Because here's what would happen. People would rate the game and then go on all of their other... Like, let's say that they're mad about something in the game. Even if the game's really, really fun and other other than this one thing, they like the game, but they're mad about this one thing, they will, they will downvote it into oblivion. We've seen it a billion times on the internet. So what people would do is they would be mad about this one thing and they would rate it, they would give it thumbs down and they would log on to all of their other accounts and thumbs it down and then they would probably delete some of those accounts, make more accounts to thumbs it down some more to try and influence the overall average score of said game. And we want to try and find a way to stop that. So if only one, uh, the the person who actually bought the game on the Switch, the account that bought the game on the Switch can thumbs it up or thumbs it down, then I think that that is a fair thing. And I think that you have to be, like you have to have actually owned the game in order to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't, I don't like the idea of people being able to go in and say, oh, I don't like this Xenoblade Chronicles game because I already have it on Wii U and I or on the Wii, and I don't think Nintendo should make games that I've already played, so I'm going to thumbs this down even though I didn't buy it. Like, that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to avoid. Uh, but, uh, you know, allowing customer ratings and reviews on the eShop would go a long way towards getting rid of some of the ways that these uh, publishers are trying to game the system in order to get more sales. And, hey, I don't blame the publishers for doing what they're doing. They're not breaking the rules. The rules just need to be fixed. Uh, Webhead on uh, Twitter says, I'm just going to echo what N64 Josh said on his podcast. His podcast, by the way, excuse me, is the Nintendo Power Cast. I almost... I. They're, the official Nintendo podcast is the Nintendo Power Podcast, and Josh's podcast, which I've been on and is really good, is Nintendo Powercast, and I always struggle to say it right, uh, but he does Nintendo Powercast. Uh, it's a really good show, and Josh is an awesome dude. Make sure you check him out. Um, anyway, he says, it would be cool to have cloud, cloud saves all around, meaning your digital games and DLC purchases are stored in the cloud, eliminating an SD and system storage problems. It would be an awesome idea. All right. So that would not eliminate SD and system storage problems because you still need to store your games on your Nintendo switch. I don't believe, and I haven't listened to Josh's latest episode, but I don't believe that Josh is saying that he's talking about cloud streaming your game to you. 
I think what Josh is saying, just back up your saves in the cloud, every save. Like right now, we do have cloud save backups for most Nintendo Switch games, but there are some big outliers that Nintendo has decided don't get to have cloud save backups. And I've talked about that at length on the show, so I'm not going to retread that. Just warning everybody, Animal Crossing does not have cloud save backups. So if you buy a new Switch, you're screwed and you can't even transfer it to a new system. Nonsense. But yes, I I agree with Josh and Webhead. We need to have cloud save backups for every single game on the Nintendo Switch. Now, the one problem with that is that the Nintendo Switch is a system that is not always 100% of the time connected to the internet. And because it's not always connected to the internet, there could be a chance where you have a, a save on a Nintendo Switch that is later than the save that is in the cloud, and you may accidentally overwrite that. But that's that's a problem for a software engineer, not a problem for a consumer. So Nintendo, get on it and give us our cloud saves, damn it. All right, uh, I'm going to do a couple more here. Um, let's see, who is this? This is Ak- Aktung Ziboom. That's a fun name to say. They said, even though I know it will never come, a good activ- activity tra- uh, tracker. Wait, I could not read that. I can dream, though. Uh, let's see. Mr. Tomato says, says uh, tracking of time played to the minute, not the nearest five hours. And while we're at it, a viewable play log like on the Wii and Wii U. Also, the availability to view a complete list of games played since currently the order of games fall, the older games fall off my list. All right, let me tackle a couple of, couple of these at a t- or one of these at a time. So first off, tracking your playtime. Oh my God, this is something that the Wii U got perfect. This is something that the 3DS got perfect. And for some reason, Nintendo took their perfect system of tracking how much time that you spent played a game, playing a game and threw it in the trash. And that is just absolutely asinine. I don't understand why they would do that. This is the kind of stuff that people love to know. And for Nintendo to take that and say, we'll go to the nearest five hours and then on top of that, we'll only show you the most recent games that you've played instead of showing you how much time you've played on all of your games. Like the other day, I was like, I was curious if uh, comparing how much time I spent in Zelda Breath of the Wild to how much time I spent in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And so what I did is I looked at my New Horizons, which was much higher than I anticipated. I think it's somewhere around 180 hours or something like that. And then I went to look at Breath of the Wild, which I knew was somewhere around 200 hours, but it's not, I can't see it anymore. In order for me to do that, I would have had to start the game up and then close it and then look back at the tracker. And I wasn't going to do that because I knew what would happen if I started playing Breath of the Wild again, even just to start it and, and stop it. Just that, in, in, that initial music would get me playing again. So I said, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, I think that Mr. Tomato had, and I think Octoon Boom had the same idea. So thank you very much for those ideas. Uh, finally, Sora128 says Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. They want to use Bluetooth headphones for their Nintendo Switch. And I know that right now there are ways that you can have like a little adapter that plugs into the USB-C port on the bottom of your Nintendo Switch in order to use headphones. We just we shouldn't have to have a damn adapter, Nintendo. We should just be able to use Bluetooth. 
There's no reason why we can't use Bluetooth other than the fact that you have decided that we can't use Bluetooth. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a great reason and I'm just not thinking of it, but I would love to hear the good reasons why we can't have Bluetooth. And I know that there may be some people out there that say, ah, but Bill, there could be a delay. I've used Bluetooth. There used to be delays with Bluetooth big time, but I use a Bluetooth, a pair of Bluetooth headphones every single day when I am on my, well, not every day, every other day, when I'm on my exercise bike, I watch a TV show and I have my Apple AirPods in and I'm watching a show on my iPad and that's Bluetooth and there's no lag. There's no latency. It's just fine. I, I, I can't think of a good reason why we don't have access to Bluetooth. If you know of a reason, let me know. Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo entertainment system. That's it for this episode of Ask RJS. Again, follow me on Twitter if you want to uh, find all of the uh, prompts, I guess is what I will call them, where I ask people what they think uh, we should talk about on Saturday. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's over 1,200 awesome people over there. Get in there, have a conversation with somebody rad. Uh, Watch the show live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash run jump stomp and uh, check out the other shows on the network this is this show is part of the giant size team up network if you want to check out the other shows gstu.net and finally if you want to support the show do me a favor head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you when you get there you're going to see a whole bunch of ways that you can support the show just by using my Amazon affiliate link when you buy things, which doesn't cost you anything extra and does support the show. Uh, things that you could buy are, you know, gift cards for your uh, consoles um, before you buy a digital game. Just buy the buy the, the digital card using my Amazon affiliate link and then turn around and buy the game and Amazon will give me some of that money. You can get a free Audible book uh, by signing up, um, again, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. You can use your Amazon Prime account to then subscribe to my Twitch channel, or which is twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And, of course, you can buy cool shirts uh, that I make all about uh, video games and stuff. Anyway, I'm out of here. You guys have an awesome day, and stay safe. Stay safe.